0: and responsible gaming resources.
1: It's not another Buffalo Podcast, the bi weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal.
2: We're Brando. We have this trust built uh, on, you know, whatever it is, like, Bibles and gold bricks and whatever it is, Brandon Bean's drinking over there. Brando. Grab your friends, (laughs) grab your mailman, grab your cat, meow in their face, grab your dog, grab anybody that'll listen to this bet here. And Brando. If Eli Manning can beat an undefeated New England Patriots team, then I can do anything that I want in this world. Hello, 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 we are back with not another buffalo podcast a buffalo rumblings network show and today is gonna be a little weird ladies and gentlemen and i am sorry if you dislike my voice then we're gonna be in for a little bit of a rough ride because john is out traveling the world being adventurous taking insights. The picture that I got today, he's on a kayak in between two mountains in a lake. It looked glorious. And uh, Pat's living life right now. He's out. And uh, then there's me. I'm the uh, teacher on summer vacation, sitting here, able to talk to you all tonight. So as it is stated in the intro, if Eli Manning can be an undefeated New England Patriots team, then I can cover for these two boys one time on my own. I hope that everybody's doing well in this summertime and the Countdown to the season opening is underway. We are about 36 days away, I think. This is a recording on uh, Wednesday night of August 3rd. So you can do the math. I'm not a math major. So it's going to be here before you know it. Soon that day is going to be here. You're going to want to order pizza. You're going to want to order wings. And there's going to be a busy line. And the bills going to be must-watch television. You're going to want to sit down with your friends and your family and stuff your faces and watch Josh Allen stuff it down the Rams throat when we score our first touchdown of the season. I wonder who's going to get it. Is Josh going to run it? Is Diggs going to catch one? Is Knox going to get a red zone target? I don't know. I'm just excited to see it. It'll be here before we know it. Uh, I'm not trying to wish the summer away because there is still lots of training camp left. The practice in Orchard Park will be occurring this Friday, which I will be at. Uh, whether or not I don't know if Pat will make it. I know John won't make it, but uh, I will be there Friday night to check out that in Orchard Park. Tickets were free and I know they were sold out from my previous experience at this event. They only leave the lower bowl open. They do not have seating for the upper deck, but that will be an exciting evening Friday night down in Orchard Park. I've always seen fans tailgate. They come out early. They drink. You know, you don't need to tell Bill's Mafia twice to come tailgate. So that will be fun. Hopefully the weather stays nice and sunny. It's usually a gorgeous time. And we get to see the players in Buffalo for the first time this season. But with that being said, seeing how Jordan Poyer got hurt, they said Adam Schefter broke that he is going to be week to week, but he should be back for the season opener against the Rams. My takeaway from this practice is going to be just no injuries. Let's see Josh sling it a few times. Maybe some Elam and Diggs battles. And Mackenzie dancing on the field. So keep it simple. Keep it sweet. Give the fans something good to watch. But anyways, around the NFL, real quick, we talked about it yesterday. And I don't know how much we got into this point. I can't remember. The Tom Brady Miami Dolphins fallout from their, oh, I don't even know what the word is, collusion together uh, in the season of 2019 and 2020. Uh, If you haven't listened to our previous episode, take a look back at the audio from that. But the part that I was really curious about is... This whole, you know, Tom Brady's kind of flying under the radar a little bit. They colluded to get Brady. So Brady's the player in this situation. So the blame might not be falling squarely on him, even if he was the spoon that was stirring the pot. But my question is, this man announced his retirement this season, and it was totally fake, obviously. We know that now when this comes out, he was trying to lose his rights as a tampa bay buck and he wanted to move to the dolphins and this would have happened if it weren't for his former coach bill belichick which again i said in the last show the dude's playing 3d checkers on mars because you know people he's old everybody sends texts to the wrong name but this was just too much of a coincidence but anyways if you my question is if you are a player on tampa bay's team and tom brady's your quarterback the goat seven super bowls we all know the legend If he retires, he tells you he's out here. See you guys later. I'm done. I'm going to ride off into the sunset after almost going to another Super Bowl last year. And you you don't think much of it right away. The dude's 45 years old today. I'm not going to say happy birthday to him because I hope he had a bad birthday. I hope he blew out a candle over an avocado and then didn't eat it. And it's just miserable. Sidebar. Anyways, the point about this is when Brady's story, when the Flores texts and the Belichick texts and the yacht meeting with the Dolphins all surfaced. If you're in that locker room and you're Mike Evans or you're, oh, I literally couldn't name Leonard Fournette. I mean, Leonard Fournette came back 20 pounds heavier. Maybe he ate because he was stressed about Tom Brady leaving to leave his team, wanting to leave his team. I mean, Bruce Arians stepping down, new coach. And now you have a quarterback who didn't want to be there. He decided he would take his talent somewhere else with a different coach Across the state to Miami, leave Tampa to go to Miami. And now that he has to come back after all of the stuff has surfaced, there's obviously going to be an on the field respect for a man who's won seven championships. But personally, how do you look at him and say, dude, you retired just so you could leave us and then join a rival? That's not cool man, how am I going to know that you're going to have my back during the heat of battle in a playoff game in January or against the division rivals that we play like the Saints in a primetime game later on in the season? How how am I going to be able to trust you after you decided to do this? And not a lot of the reaction has been this sort of narration. It's been a lot of Oh, yeah, this is the Dolphins are stupid. Steven Ross, he just wants to win. He doesn't care at all costs. And Brian Flores is in the middle of a racial lawsuit. Then That's not getting talked about. And Tom Brady is just flying under the radar as the player. But I, I want to know if it's going to impact his season with these kinds of players at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have in their locker room. Because I know if my captain and my quarterback acted like that, you know, I might I might think twice before blocking to get run over. If I'm about to get pancaked, but my quarterback's not going to get hit, But I know this guy doesn't have my back. You know, maybe it's just in the back of your head. But it's just these little kinds of things that separate when winning is such a small margin in the NFL. And you see a team like the Bills. They love each other. Their camaraderie, even with the training camp fights, you know, that's okay. There's competition. It's okay. Nobody's retiring. Oh, that already happened right when you leave at halftime. But nobody is trying to leave this team. People are coming to this team because of things like the locker room and the culture. And they're going to give 100 percent. Everybody wants to play for Josh Allen when he comes into the huddle and he says, I woke up and chose violence today. What did you choose? And the whole team is just like, wow, we're ready to run through a wall. That doesn't happen in Buffalo, but it does happen in other places. So I'm curious to see if that could be a thorn in the side of Tampa Bay this season We don't play Tampa Bay this season, but either way, I think we're going to see Tom Brady end up in Miami next year one way or another. He would already be there if it were up to him being a part owner, part player. We talked about that. But anyways, we're going to take a quick break right here. And when we come back, I'm going to give you my boom or bust list for players this season. I have five booms, five busts, why they're going to boom, why they're going to bust couple bills players on here obviously you know i'm not gonna put them to bust when i think they're gonna go undefeated and win the super bowl but spoilers we'll take a look at that when we get back
0: Been talking to-
2: You say. This is a fantasy football season. We've talked about it a little bit on the show. We're doing a league, not another Buffalo Podcast league. I'm very excited we have it full. We're gonna have the draft set up shortly. But we wait to see the injuries shake out because we saw Tim Patrick go down with the ACL tear again, I think yesterday, maybe a couple days ago, depending on when you're listening. But Boomer Bust, it's a little bit of a fantasy segment. A little bit of just taking a look around the league at players, even if you don't play fantasy football. But there's a lot of variance in the NFL, right? We see it year to year. You see players break out out of nowhere. You see players change teams and the change of scenery lights them on fire. You see players playing for contracts and you see players who get contracts slow down. And you see players fall off a cliff at age 30, 31, 32, 33. The NFL is a wild, wild west place when you look at individual players. And with that being said, my boom or bust for this season, I'm going to go through one at a time. One boom, one bust. This guy is coming off an injury. And this is one way to get considered for, what, comeback player of the year, tearing your ACL. After catching a touchdown in the Super Bowl, you know who I'm talking about already. From New York to Cleveland to L.A., Odell Beckham Jr. He is only 29 years old. He is coming off eight games with Matt Stafford where he puts up about 300 yards with five touchdowns not great numbers if you double that obviously 10 touchdowns would be nice but 60 receptions for 600 yards it's not great but he would be coming in halfway through a season coming off his ACL and whichever team he goes to is gonna benefit my theory for this though is if he really booms it's gonna be because he signed in Buffalo we love Gabe Davis as our number two receiver but If we can get Odell to line up outside of Steph Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie and Dawson Knox and Odell Beckham out there, somebody's going to be open every time. Gabe Davis benefits so much from the coverage that Stephon Diggs pulls. Dawson Knox is going to pull coverages himself. He may or may not be on the list later on. But whoever's going to be lined up out there, whether it's Gabe Davis or Odell Beckham, You just you can't have enough firepower injuries happen in the NFL all the time. And you might be one or two injuries away from really looking thin on wide receiver if you're Buffalo. So I would take Odell, take him in a half a season. We saw Andre Reid talking to him. We see Von Miller talking to him. Come back, come to Buffalo, win another Super Bowl, go back to back before age 30 and then go cash in another huge deal another time. So he's my first boom. Now let's look at a bust. I don't like the Cowboys. Does anybody who actually listens to the show like the Cowboys? Because if you do, well, thank you for listening, but what are you doing? So we're going to talk about bust here with Ezekiel Elliott. In the last four seasons, he has declined the amount of times that he has carried the ball, starting from about 305 all the way down to the mid-230s over the last few years. He's barely cracked 1,000 yards last year, uh, 1,002 yards which, for his standards, is not a good season. We saw an emergence of Tony Pollard. And this stat intrigued me. The difference in yards per carry, 4.5 for Ezekiel Elliott and 5.6 for Tony Pollard. So even if Zeke really doesn't fall off and he still maintains that, I could still see him getting less carries and delegating more of those. McCarthy might delegate more of those to Tony Pollard. So I'm not looking at Zeke as this number one running back he does have a high variance as well though because we've seen what he can do in the past and he's only 27 so but uh with cd lamb and dak ready to throw all day all night on teams i don't like the outlook for zeke so bust going to boom number two mr austin eckler staying in the afc west the wild wild west he is a number one back with very little competition isaiah spiller rookie fourth round pick might be the only guy to really push him, but he would be the third rookie that the chargers have drafted to try and take carries from Eckler. The thing about him, it's all about the, the receptions, right? So he, he put up about 900 yards on the ground. It's the 70 receptions in 16 games with 20 total touchdowns. And uh, Brandon Staley coach, San Diego chargers said that he does not anticipate Eckler's role to change. So he's going to be a boom Justin Herbert, they're on the train, hype train. Everybody's hyping up the Chargers. But I think with the way that they're going to be up in games, he's going to get some usage. He's going to be a reason why they get up in games. So look for him. He's only 27. The guy's a physical freak with the way that he works out. And hopefully, as long as he can stay healthy, we'll see a good season out of him. On to the next bust. And I don't think this player is a bust. I think his situation is a bust. DK Metcalf is going to have a hard time. And I'm going to keep this one quick because of the QB throwing him the ball. Is he going to have Drew Locke or is he going to have Geno Smith? And if he has either one of those two, he's screwed. You don't want that when you're on a team like the Seahawks. Russell kind of saved him even with their slow offense run based approach. Russell could still get the ball to DK. But unless there's a trade, Jimmy G comes in somehow. I would trust that he could get DK the ball. But unless there's a trade, it's not going to look good for DK Metcalf. So I'm going to mark him as a bust going into the season. Now for my next boom, we are going to stay in our division. You may or may not like this, but I'm going to say Jalen Waddle, And we're going to talk about it because we see with Stefan Diggs how important having him on the field is for everybody else. When we see him out there and he is taking double coverages, away from Isaiah McKenzie and away from Dawson Knox. Everybody gets better. Last year, he broke Antoine Bolden's rookie reception record and he had a 23% target share, but he is not the clear cut number one with Tyreek Hill coming to town. He is coming off a season where he had the highest target rate per route run in 27%. The thing about this is we're gonna see the Steph Diggs effect on Jalen Waddle. You have to cover Tyreek Hill with two guys. You have to bracket your coverage. You have to game plan specifically for him because he can beat you from anywhere on the field. And not that Waddle can't, but Waddle's not going to get the same coverages that he got last year with Tyreek Hill on the field still. So I am going to see sporadic play from him this year. I mean, I think he could go from a wide receiver one to a wide receiver two, anywhere in that range. Because you might get a game where somebody says, good luck, we're going to double cover Tyreek Hill and Waddle beat me. And he does beat you because he scores two touchdowns on 130 yards. And then you might see games where they just put one-on-one on the receivers and they're blitz heavy and Tua can't handle it. And then they go for five receptions, 40 yards, and no touchdowns. So he could have high floor, high ceiling, but I'm going to say he's going to be more consistently successful with Tyreek Hill on the roster. So I'm going to put him to boom. Now, we're going to stay in the division for another bust. And I'm going to say former Dolphin, now New England Patriot, Devontae Parker. This man is coming off 40 catches for about 500 yards. And again, look at the quarterback macaroni and cheese Jones throwing to him with a run heavy offense. How much better is he going to get? He's the number one now, so he might get better numbers than that. But I don't expect him to blow anybody away, especially within our division. The corners that he will be seeing every week between Xavier Howard, uh, Jones, and Trey White or Elam, and, I mean, even, I don't even want to compliment New York's defense, but Robert Sala, a good defensive mind. So he's got six games against stout players, so I don't think he's going to do anything special, even when he might have to be asked to for that team to be successful. So we're going to call him a bust. Now, for the next boom, we're going to stick with the same name from Jalen Waddle. We're going to move on to Jalen Hurts. This man, I don't love him as a quarterback, but I do love him in fantasy. Uh, Last season, he had 67% of his games put up quarterback one numbers. And uh, when you add A.J. Brown, those numbers are only going to go up. The uh, thing about the Eagles is they were one of three teams that threw... The ball less than they ran the ball. So they're a run heavy team and Jalen Hurts is going to account for that this year. So he had 26 touchdowns, 16 passing, 10 rushing. I expect the same again from them, Uh, maybe even to hit 20 through the air, maybe 8 to 10 on the ground. So he could be a 30 touchdown quarterback this year. A.J. Brown is going to demand the best from him. And even if he doesn't get the best jalen hurts can be mobile outside the pocket and create plays like that so he might not have the best talent but i'm going to give him an opportunity to be successful here so i'm going to put him in the boom category now my last bust and i wish pat were here to talk about him because he would fight tooth and nail for this guy if anybody knows anybody who listens knows pat loves ryan Tannehill. but how could i pick him to boom ever the guy is as average as it can get, and his variance includes slightly above average and bad. So I'm going to put him to be worse this year. They lost A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry is coming on to the H29 season after being a workhorse for his entire career. So Robert Woods is a good player, but not having A.J. Brown, Julio Jones leaving. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to face some pressure this year. The number one seed last year. They just, they're never going to get the respect that they deserve. This guy probably will never be... Respected or feared like anybody else that plays quarterback in this league. So, Ryan Tannehill, you're going to bust, buddy. You're going to bust badly. Titans could be one of these teams that first to worst, you see it in the NFL, somebody usually goes worst to first. You never know. But either way, I'm picking Tanny, Tanny, Tanny to bust. Sorry, Pat. And finally, my last boom, one of our local boys, Buffalo boys, beloved. I hope everybody here loves him. Dawson Knox. Let's talk about him for a minute. This athletic freak is just loved by Josh. He's uh, carries himself super well listening to him talk, watching him on the field. I mean, does everybody remember the two point conversion when he threw it with a broken hand? This guy's a baller. He's in a contract year. Tight ends are not as commonly good as something like a running back or a receiver. And we have not had a a marquee tight end in Buffalo in a long time. Charles Clay, (laughs) way to drop Josh Allen's touchdown pass to cost us our only loss against the Dolphins in his career. Anyways, uh, the other thing that I like a lot is the way that they use him. They can use him in the slot as like a receiver, just like they do within the division with Mike Kosicki. Josh Allen loves him as a person and you see the chemistry come together with the touchdowns nine touchdowns last year uh, a lot of people are projecting those to go down with oj howard on the roster reports are saying that he's not been great oj howard in camp so far i don't know if he's just getting used to the scheme he's one of the new guys here it would be hard coming into an offense like buffalo's when everybody knows what's going on already so oj howard i think he would compliment Knox, if anything, Knox will get better matchups with OJ Howard on the field. The entire offense gets better matchups when two monsters are out there like that. So, um, And then I want to see how Ken Dorsey is going to use Dawson in the offense this year because Dable used him in some ways. We saw it vertically. We saw it short. We see it in the middle and we see it outside. So they, they moved him around. They used him well. So maybe Ken Dorsey has another spin on it. And we always saw trick plays from Brian Dable Deion Dawkins, John Brown, Colby Z, Dawson Knox. People in Buffalo like to get involved with the offense. Why wouldn't you? This is the greatest show on turf 2.0. And Brian Dable likes to let his players have fun. And uh, Dawson Knox might get credit for a throwing touchdown at some point this year. So he's on my boom list. Let's see it. Let's sign this guy. I want him. He just bought a house. He wants to be here. So that's the list that I got for you guys today. We are getting close to the season. There's more and more content coming out every day. Take a listen to the rest of our shows on our network. Buffalo Rumblings, Bruce Exclusives, great show. Anthony's got a great show. All of these guys will be coming together for our Megapod at Resurgence Brewing. Saturday, September 17th. We'll be talking about it more as it leads up to it, probably. But that'll be exciting. You can see everybody together. But I hope everybody has the rest of the weekend coming up. A good time, whether it's doing whatever you do. Hanging with the family. Listening to our show. Playing with your dog all love from everybody here. And I know Pat and John would wish the same. So that's all I got for you here today. I hope everybody has a good night. Take care. And as always, go Bills.